As the consultation period for the government's plans for GP commissioning draws to a close and the timetable for implementation is published, debate continues about what it'll mean for the future of our health service. At a conference at the King's Fund on the 7th of September, the discussion focused on the key factors required for putting the plans into practice. I'm Sarah Hardcastle and I spoke to a number of the conference contributors to assess their perspectives on the current situation. Dr Paul Zollinger-Reed is the Chief Executive of NHS Cambridgeshire. In terms of GP commissioning, we've been developing this for over a year now and we have five identified consortia. Two have gone live, so they actually have their own budget and are independent, and two more will go live in October. And what have been the barriers to the success of that? I there haven't been a great deal of barriers. The, the barrier was over 18 months ago realising that we were putting in place needless bureaucracy and frustrating GPs. So at that point we developed a strategy which was essentially to hand the PCT over to GPs. And we have been on a journey ever since and that's been a constructive journey involving GPs who sit on our executive team, have the power of veto. It's been a partnership and we are now moving out into these consortia. You talked a lot about something called mm. the big conversation, which um, I'm assuming was an engagement exercise mm. with GPs in your area. What feedback did you get from that? Well, the big conversation are essentially listening exercises. So what we did was we've got three rough geographical patches, and we went out to each of them and said, tell us what doesn't work about the PCTs and what could work differently. And the first Typically the first meeting was a lot of anger, a lot of hostility, a lot of blame. And by the time we got to the second one, very constructive about ways forward. And those listening exercises really shaped us and told us that the way forward now was to, to really change the model. So PCT to go and local consortia to develop. And this was before it was in the white paper. So that's the decision we reached through two routes, one the GPs and two recognising that traditional commissioning hadn't worked. We faced a cost pressure over the next three years about £100 million if we don't do things differently. To do things differently you need clinical leadership. Clinical leadership requires empowering GPs, hence set them up in consortia. And what sort of evaluation have you seen or have you done so far that indicates your, your new process is actually working? Well, we ha haven't done any, but we've just commissioned an organisation to undertake evaluation from now until the, the first part of next year. So we're undertaking a rigorous evaluation. Anecdotally, we've noticed referrals have gone down. They're 93% of plan. Now, it would be extremely bold of me to say that's cause and effect, but something has happened. What about your colleagues at the PCT? How difficult was it to carry them along this journey, bearing in mind obviously PCTs around the country are, you know, have, a, have a, a very valued position to worry about in the next mm. two to three years? Actually, it, it was a recognition from all members of the exec team. There were a few, oh, do we, do we want GPs here? Those conversations or those anxieties didn't last very long, and I have to say all my team are very motivated. They recognise that getting successful consortia is, you know, in their interest. Um, the biggest risk for me is I've got extremely able members in the PCT. 
if we don't act soon and we lose those, then the NHS has a problem because there are very able managers that we must ensure we retain. So for um, areas, for PCTs and for uh, prospective GP consortia that are not yet in place or, or as far down the line as, as you are, what advice would you give? Well, to the PCTs, just open up and recognise, you know, it's here now, it's in the white paper. They need to open up and involve the GPs in all decisions. To the GPs, I would say, you know, those of you that have had historically very bad relationships, need to put that behind you because there's an awful lot of local expertise in the PCT and know-how. And unless you harness the best of that, you will be going backwards by several years. We face a challenge in the NHS. The government are giving us inflation funding rise. However, you know, for me, the challenge is £100 million. We need consortia to be right up there functioning effectively as fast as they can. So we can't afford to go backwards. Who, in your mind, should shape then the, the sort of management leadership jobs that the PCT currently have within the system? I'm clear on that. As as all other questions on this, it's a bottom-up approach. It's the GPs that need to need to decide on how that looks. We are having several meetings with them to work out now how we move forward because the consortia have taken various members of staff, but you get to a critical mass. So take a finance team, for instance, very specialised team. You can't nibble around at the edges. So you've now got to work out how does that fit in with five consortia? Do, do we remain one team and do they share? And the GPs are well aware of that, they're aware of the possible management cost restrictions and are looking at how we stratify this at different levels. So you can have what's, what do you need at the, the consortia level, what do you need at an aggregation of consortia and you can start to work that through and our GPs are well ahead of the curve in understanding that. So if I asked you for the three main components to, to successfully setting up a GP consortia, what would they be? Well, um, I'd say bottom-up. I would say you need to invest in leadership development. Um, we have some very good leaders, but this change requires immense leadership development. The issue about commissioning skills, I'm not so worried about. We've got plenty of advice how you can get commissioning skills. It's the leadership skills. The other bit is collaboration. This cannot happen in isolation in primary care. The big gains in health are where primary and secondary work together and I go around the patch, I see some good examples of that, but I also see some abysmal examples where primary are in a bunker and secondary are in a bunker, and prayer isn't going to sort that.